Hi, how is everyone doing? This is Isaac Winoto, the host and founder of the Footprints Podcast, presented by Gen Digital Productions. We went on a brief pause for quite a while, but now we're back. In case you're new here, this podcast is not just your regular one-on-one interview, but instead, we're a platform that cares about the digital world we live in, its future, and the unique people behind it straight into your ears. We've had various guests who've walked different ways of life. Shared stories unheard of. For me to decide that I want to be a singer, it's Mike Mohede. I wouldn't want to be a singer. And showed us the light at the end of their footprints. Zach, you're going to make mistakes in your life. Trust me, you're going to make mistakes. But the key is to learn from them. Be aware in the more literal sense of knowing what's happening in the world. We want to see color. When I see your color, I must be proud and I must see it as something beautiful. But Starting this month, we're kicking it into another gear. From underrated young guests, world-renowned artists, and CEOs with passion to make a difference, you'll listen to more voices, more passions, and for sure, more stories that make these heroes who they are today. Just sit back, enjoy, and stay tuned for more. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Footprints Podcast, where we will explore the footprints of today's heroes and tomorrow's leaders. My name is Isaac Winoto, and today we've got a very special episode. Um, this episode is going to be on Spotify and YouTube. And if you like this conversation, feel free to share, uh, tag the Footprints Podcast on Instagram or TikTok. Um, all right, so today I am joined by my co-host uh, Aziza. Do you want to introduce yourself for a little bit, Aziza? Hey everyone, my name is Aziza. I will be one of your co-hosts for today. Awesome, awesome. And yeah, uh, without further ado, let's introduce our guest today. So our guest today wears a lot of different hats. She has passions in environmental sustainability, business, and also activism. Chaya Sabina, gimana kabar lo? Baik, baik. Thank you for having me here. It's truly an honor. Like. Uh, and I feel like I've, I've known Aziza for a while now, so I was so happy to hear from her. <laughs> right, right, right. You guys go far back through Bye Bye Plastic Bags, right? Uh, which is something that we'll discuss a lot throughout this conversation. But yeah, basically, first of all, we wanted to say a late congratulations for you, obviously, for completing high school. You know, with things really changing a lot, you know, these few years. Yeah, change is always going to be there, right? But moving from high school to university is a big shift. Right. So what are you feeling right now? Is it excitement? Is it nervous as you go on from one step to another in life? I'm very excited, yes, but I think I'm equal parts excited and terrified. Right. Uh, <laughs> because I'm so my plan for university is I'll be taking my bachelor's in Amsterdam, University of Amsterdam, but I will be taking a gap year prior to that. So currently I'm technically on on my gap year and the reason why I'm, I'm terrified yet excited was is because the the main reason why I decided to take a gap year other than you know pan, the pandemic and safety reasons is because I I have this year to try my best to turn wabi-sabi cookies into into passive income that's awesome so that's kind of the that's kind of the main objective here and i have like there's there's kind of like a lot of pressure i feel i feel a lot of a lot of pressure just for myself but at the same time i'm so excited to like finally you know be able to pursue all of my ambitions and nurture my passions and to you know and to get to know people like just new people that 
I'm going to experience life with, as cheesy as that sounds. So yeah, that's how I feel right now. Right, right, right. I feel like, you know, when we start, you know, school from like kindergarten all the way to 12th grade, it's like boom, 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 right? It keeps going and going. And, you know, just having that one year of rest where you can explore your passions and as well as, you know, just get a bit of rest, right? Before you go on to the next challenge, which is university. So that's really interesting. Yeah. So before we start, kind of to break the ice a little bit, I think Aziza prepared some finished the sentence questions. Take it away. (laughs) Yeah, so let's just wash off all that pressure that you're going through with playing a little game. For so sure. So finish the sentence game. So I'm going to explain the game a little bit. So I'm going to say a sentence. You're going to finish it. For example, my favorite food is cookies. Wabi sabi cookies. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, uh, let's start. Are you ready? Sure. Ready, ready. <laughs> dot, dot, dot makes me happy um i would say concerts mm. I, I i long to go to concerts, concerts. exactly I used to, oh my god that used to be my favorite thing like i was just talking about i'm sorry like i'm sorry for is this allowed like am i allowed to like explain myself um, for sure yeah i was talking about this with my friend the other day actually like i feel like each everyone has their like everyone has an activity that makes them feel so like alive in a way like you just can't help but be happy like it feeds your soul and for me it's like either like concerts like loud like crowded concerts or or but end up being in the crowd jumping or whatever or like just being still like in nature like with a book alone like there's no in between that's like the two like the two things that like I thrive in the two situations I thrive in them. Well, I just want to say, like, I can definitely relate to you, Chaya. It's like flow state. You kind of feel like you're in the flow state. Yes, like, yes, yes. Right. Exactly. exactly. And it's such a, like, rare feeling that you can get in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And, like, once you get it, you get so hungry for it. Like, you want it to feel it again. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I, I, like, for me, it's also, like, doing, like, adrenaline, like, yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, once you feel it, you're like, oh, damn. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, move on to the next one. All right. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> dot, dot, dot makes me forget about time. Ooh. Um, like, like uh, performing? <laughs> that was not rapid fire. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? But it's all good. Um, yeah, I would say performing, like all forms of it, whether it's okay. just like playing guitar in my room or performing arts, like theater, um, things like that. Yeah. I think what makes me forget about time is super simple, literally like Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it. like movies, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so true. Okay, the one thing I am most proud of is... Surviving the IB with a satisfying score. <laughs> Honestly, right now, that's all I'm thinking of. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so grateful that whole thing is over. The IB just came out like recently, right? Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, the last one. Let's go. Last, finish the sentence question. All right. One year ago, I wished I had. Mm-hmm. I wish I had. Oh no. Um, I wish I had a life without the pandemic. Like, I wish there was no pandemic. Right, Until right, now. right. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 not only one year ago. Right now, we're still like right hoping. Now. Yeah, exactly. That, that that things get better. Um, but yeah, really really good. I think from the four questions that Aziza gave you, uh, you nailed three of them. Uh, for 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 one of them, it was a bit. Uh, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. You know, three or four. It's not bad. Uh, but anyway, you know, speaking of one year ago, right? Uh, you took a brave step uh, last year, I think, and you decided to start Wabi Sabi, which is uh, an online cookie selling business. Uh, maybe to start things off, and you mentioned Wabi Sabi, you know, uh, in, just earlier in the conversation, but uh, what went through your head? You know, what motivated you to start it uh, back in May of 2020? So, a funny story, actually, I've never, I never had the intention for it to turn into a business. So I actually, um, the Instagram account started May, but I actually started selling it on my personal Instagram story around end of March or no, end of April, no, end of March or between March and April. And um, I remember being surprised by the, by the response because more people ordered than I thought they, like the, the amount was a lot bigger than what I expected. And it came to a point where I felt like I was spamming because I was posting about cookies every single day. And I was like, oh my God, this is not what my friends signed up for when they followed my Instagram. <laughs> right. And and so the first, the thing that, you know, when I made that Instagram, the Wabi Sabi Cookies Instagram account, actually started for efficiency. It was just, okay, it's an easy way for my friends to order my cookies. Like my, and I was literally thinking of my friends. I wasn't thinking of other customers that I, that, like strangers that I, I didn't know. Right. So I wasn't really expecting anything, you know? It was mm-hmm. kind of a decision I made without any expectations. Luckily, it turned out a lot better than, you know, what I, what I thought. And I guess, yeah, that was, that was what went through my head. But then also I want to tell you about like, I've always had, a passion or like a hobby of baking for baking okay. and I've always been that friend who sends baked goods and handwritten letters to my friends that has always been like my love language I guess you could say and um, that was something I used to do before the pandemic very regularly and when the pandemic started my uh, I remember like my friends started asking me if they, I, they could have cookies and during that time I did send them cookies like when they asked for it But then it got to a point where, like, I saw the potential of it. Like, okay, maybe I can make my own money from here. And also, cookies aren't necessarily the cheapest thing to make. Right. (laughs) Especially when you're running on, like, allowance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I won't make you guys pay for this now. (laughs) And I started telling it on my my personal Instagram story. So that's, that's what happened. Right, right. I think it's one thing to, you know, just uh, start selling things because I feel like in, you know, just at the height of the pandemic last year, everyone was starting to create their own, you know, their own store or, you know, their own side hustle. So everyone is starting to do that. But for you to be able to maintain it and at the same time, you know, caring about, you know, the environment, obviously, I think you also put in uh, your your packaging, I think, is also eco-friendly. It's it's another thing to uh, think about all these different things, right? I just want to like, let me ask you this. So what really went into your head, you know, to actually make a business that not only makes money, but also be sustainable? Like, why do you think it's such an important thing to be sustainable as a business? Um, I think it re- 
all of that I have to owe to buy my plastic bags, like my experience there. Shout out okay. to Azusa. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, BPB. Yeah, BPB. Um, I think being in an environmental organization for almost three years, I think, kind of ingrained that value in my head. You wow. know, mm-hmm. when I when I when I when I started the cookie business, it wasn't it wasn't even an op like using plastic wasn't even an option because I was already so like adamant that I had to make a sustainable company just because that's what I value. Um, right. And if, if it was, if, and if I made a business that wasn't aware of the environmental impacts it was making, then it's not like, I, I can't consider it my business because it's not something I'm passionate of. It's not something I'm supportive of. So, so when I, when I, so like it was kind of like an automatic thing really like it wasn't it wasn't i didn't think of it as like a marketing marketing strategy or you know something that is to be used in that in that sense but mostly because i just think that should be what people should do like it's just a normal thing that people should do and um i guess like expanding more on that in terms of environmental it was more automatic but then mm-hmm. when I decided to donate monthly, like what, so Wabi Sabi donates 10 to 15% to different causes every month. Um, that was sort of the, the time where I was like, like when I decided to do that, it was mostly because I find it more fulfilling that way. It's right. like, I'm given this privilege to create my own business. And honestly, I'm living fine. Like I have a roof on top of my head. It's not like me, me making money right now isn't a necessity more than it is a learning, a learning experience. And so when I have, when I have this excess of like profit, I just decided to give back because that's kind of like the best thing you can do with, you know, when, when you don't know what, like when you, when you're practically given everything you need already. So that was kind of, kind of kind of what I was thinking about during the time where I was trying to decide like where Wabi Sabi stands in like mm-hmm. the business spectrum. Yep. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, menurut gue sih nggak bisa dipungkiri bahwa you know a business like its main purpose is to make money, right? Yeah. Then like you said before, like your cookies they're they're expensive, right? It's not like <laughs> it's really cheap as well. And I think a lot of the considerations and a lot of the you know. Uh, a lot of the drawbacks that people think, you know, being sustainable has is it's expensive. Like, you yeah. know, let's say, you know, plastic is cheap and, you know, going for more eco-friendly packaging might be more expensive. So do you have any tips, you know, for those who want to start a business, but at the same time want to be sustainable so that you can get, you know, that best of both worlds, you know, still making money, but at the same time, always caring about the environment? I mean, it's no question that like eco-friendly bags or eco-friendly packaging is a lot more expensive mm-hmm. than you know yeah. plastic packaging or non-biodegradable packaging so i think i guess the way i saw it was me like maybe i was if I, if i were to use plastic for my packaging maybe i will be making more profit but i'll be like the expense will be to something else like it like it won't be something that right. i can see on my financial report for It'll sure. be like me contributing to the global like like negative impact we're having to the environment, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I mean that's something very personal that I think like people can only you know people can only have that mindset from their own like doing. 
you know, like from their own initiative to learn and things like that. And I'm very lucky that I had my experience with bioplastic bags because it really taught me a lot about the environment and what's happening um, in the world. But I would say when you're, if you're starting, like it was also easy for me because it, it was a new business. It's not like Wabi Sabi have always been running and now I'm trying to make that switch from plastic to sustainable packaging, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really like, like I, I didn't feel like a loss because I had nothing to compare it to. Right. I didn't. Com- I could. I couldn't compare the profits that I'm making now compared to back then when I was using plastic. Maybe that's exactly. the thing that was. That, maybe that's the thing that's like, mm-hmm. sort of, you know. Okay, it's like becoming an obstacle to I guess bigger companies or something because they're used to making this much profit and now they're gonna have to, like, cut that down. So, I guess, honestly, it goes back to just your it's just your mindset, and like how Mm -hmm. your values really your company's values your business's values but also knowing that the more people the more people like when there are more people making that change taking that step into using biodegradable packaging it will become cheaper and cheaper you know because these suppliers are going to have to mass produce it now it's now it's expensive because people are making it in little small amounts plastic Mm -hmm. is cheap because plastic is like people are making plastic every every second like it's it's literally like so cheap now because it's mass produced unlike 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 um biodegradable packaging so i think i'm i'm just staying hopeful for the future and hopefully more and more businesses are gonna are gonna, are gonna take that step yeah um i think a practical tip that i can take for our listeners is to just get to know more about the issue yeah and i think yeah. as you mentioned plenty about bioplastic bags is you've learned a lot about the issue through bioplastic bags and that's how it became a value that you prioritize and that is important yeah. for not only your daily life but also your business now so I exactly, think yes yeah. all our listeners out there um check out bioplastic bags and also like try to learn more about this issue because it is becoming a it's it, it still is a very much a very absolutely big issue yeah yeah, and there are so many like documentaries and YouTube videos. Yeah, and everything. for sure. There are, we're like we're in like the dig- digital age where there's information everywhere. For sure. So there's literally no excuse to not learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So oh, for our listeners, if we we've been mentioning BBPB a lot, but what is Bioplastic Bags? Um, Bioplastic Bags is a movement and an NGO powered by youth, just like Chaya, around the world to say no to bioplastic bags. So I did a little bit of research, and if I'm not mistaken, you started off as a bioplastic bag spokesperson, yeah. and then you became a board member, school club leader, and then you became a bioplastic bag Jakarta team leader. Is that correct? Yeah. And you did all of that while you were still in doing high school, and did you do yeah. Wabi as well at the same time? Or Wabi Sabi happened like started last year when the pandemic started. So for right. a long time, Wabi Sabi, sorry, bioplastic bags was like the only the main thing. I see. So like, how did you juggle all that? Because Bioplastic Bags Jakarta like has a lot of events. Like you guys have collaborated with big companies. You guys like spoke at like, like guest spoke at hotels and it was like a huge thing. So how did you juggle like high school, your personal life, like hang out with friends and everything as yeah. well as a leader of a big movement? Like, how did you juggle all that? What was it like? It was like, <laughs> I mean, it took me, it took me years to finally get the hang of it. Um, I think it was also easy because I was sort of like climbing the, the ladder. So I didn't start right. as a kid. Yeah. So I was kind of 
I kind of knew what was like I kind of knew our system our like our our groove I guess when I was when I was a leader I think it's like a well practice like if I were to give practical tips honestly what saved my life was just like google calendar and time management I think also it helped that my plastic bags was like the team is comprised of people my age you know like yeah. like it didn't feel much like a like a job it felt more it felt like passionate a gathering of passionate people okay. which was inspiring right. you know it like it, it it motivated me to keep going and seeing the growth of like the team and seeing like all of these members sort of thriving individually and collectively was kind of like what made it feel like like what you say it was a kind of a state of flow you know it wasn't like it wasn't it was easy for me to juggle because it wasn't draining me mm-hmm. as it as as a like as a normal job would and right. also because i was passionate about it but yeah i would say like if i were to give tips it's just to find what works like what like this the management system that works for you because for me I, i i had to plan my week every single week like through like calendar or like having an agenda or like setting short-term goals and making a to-do list things like that those are kind of like the skills i've mastered from the from having to juggle all of those things but also from knowing what fills you with like happiness and what fills your energy i've only learned recently that i'm actually such a people person like i i'm i'm a big extrovert i just i just realized and so I was able to sort of structure my week in a way that was I would add an activity that would that I know would make me that would fill my energy or would make me happy and then mm-hmm. place a task like a like a exhausting task afterwards. So I that see. was kind of like how I juggled it all if that makes sense. For sure for sure. I think it's not only time management right to be able to you know uh we don't only need to be able to manage your time wisely but looking at at more of a macro perspective it's basically energy management right exactly yeah there are some tasks that might you know take more energy that might be more pressure maybe and there are tasks that you know just like you said just makes you happy you don't feel like you're actually doing work right uh, and speaking of what you did in BBPBJ i think Aziza also mentioned that you guys had guest speakers in hotels you guys did a lot of things and definitely that all boils down to impact right the impact that you have uh, not only for the community but also you know for for your other members as well because as a leader you're someone that people look up to right and you know uh, how old are you 16 17 17 17 right and being 17 years old and having people look up to you as a team leader that's like that, that's a lot in your hands as well so what what kept you going you know as a young leader of such a big organization I think it's like first it's important to like like I I never really it's important to not place yourself at a pedestal. Yeah. Because even though I was team leader of Biopossible Bash Jakarta, I was also aware that there are many other environmental NGOs that are doing a lot more than we were, you know? If if I were to be honest, they were make a lot there are a lot of organizations making more concrete steps in stopping Jakarta from not using plastic anymore. Uh so what kept me going was first like I said before like the the community aspect of it like the mm-hmm. friends I've made from it and being actually interested in learning about each of them and helping each other develop into you know the best 
person people we can actually the best person we can become but also i think um having that sort of mindset that you don't know you don't know everything yeah mm-hmm. like Love it's that. like forces you to keep going so that you can keep on learning right. and you can keep on nurturing this passion that you have when like environmental sustainability and learning about like the problem that's happening all over the world which is and or just not even all over the world like in this country or in right. the city or yeah. in your area in your school you know exactly things things like it was kind of like a, it was a very interesting topic for me and 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 i i i i truly believe that like human like humans in general if we are not learning anything new that is like the recipe to feeling stuck yeah and for sure. and 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 in bioplastic bags when i was forced to learn and i was forced to like the like information was forced in front of my face it was kind mm-hmm. of like like holy crap okay oh yeah my God. Yep. yeah so that was that was what kept me going like the learning aspect and the community like the making friends and everything that that combined mm-hmm. was was there like a specific moment during your time at bbpbj that made you feel like okay i really like the impact that i made was like you could feel it you could feel the impact that you made uh, be it you know from your like the people that were uh, in bible plastic bags or you know just the whole community like feeling or maybe just thanking you for what you've done in bbpbj was there like one moment that like you still remember until now as like the impact moment i would i, w- I wouldn't say that the like I don't say people would thank me individually because it was For never sure. individual. It's collective, right? It was it's, it's very much collective, yes. But what I would re- what I would always remember is whenever because we have school clubs, right? Like Bypass by Jakarta, our system is we had school clubs. So members would come from different schools and in their respective schools they would have Bypass by club. Mm-hmm. focused on making their school plastic free. That was kind of our approach. Right. So whenever I whenever I I get reported of like progress, like mm-hmm. as simple as like we don't we no longer use plastic cutleries in our school. It was kind of like a because that was because we don't bypass by Jakarta doesn't have much impact in terms of the like the legal side of plastic, the governmental side of plastic. It's right. not really in our hands. Okay, but when it comes to like the like the schools, like the students, that's kind of our thing, right? Because we're mm-hmm. we're literally like the Jakarta's youth so whenever yes. I whenever I hear of progress in terms of like schools that really makes like that really makes me happy for sure because like it's actual genuine progress happening yeah. mm-hmm. um so yeah I think I think that's what I what I that's kind of like the main thing in terms of environmental but in terms of like the more development like how each member developed as a person it's like I don't know so I I remember like some members talking to me like thank you like i don't know it's it's more so like the organizational experience in bioplastic bags helped them kind of pursue their own passions outside of bioplastic bags that's amazing like, i know so many members who have started their own movements or who've joined move other movements and are thriving in those and it's it's so inspiring to see because it's like It's 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 such a great community and everyone's so passionate and so determined and t- tenacious and it's like I'm really really glad I was a part of it for a while. Yeah, I think community is very important 
um, when creating anything or being a part of anything. I think being surrounded by, I think um, being surrounded by inspirational energy, like that you give yeah. off to one another. And that, that like really keeps you going, I feel like. And at times where like where you feel stuck or you feel like maybe this isn't for me anymore. It's the people around you that like really keep you going. So like, sure. I can definitely like definitely relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said, you know, and this podcast is all about youth empowerment, right? And I think one thing that you said that having that impact that although it's, you know, indirectly, right? But having, you know, the members also start something new, you know, in their own communities, that's what youth empowerment is, right? And I think, you know, how you lead by example, how you've led Bible Plastic Bag, it indirectly planted seeds uh, to, you know, your other members to start something, right? Like that fire, basically, Lu, you distributed it that, uh, that fire, right, to, to the other members as well. And, and I think this really ties in really well to, uh, obviously, our youth empowerment thing here in the Footprints podcast. Uh, one common theme that I think you've done over the years is that you had a vision and you made it happen, be it in Bye Bye Plastic Bags or be it in Wabi Sabi Cookies. And I think the problem with a lot of youths today is that we have all these ideas. We have all these visions. We know that we have to make a difference. But yeah. we just need that little kick, you know, that, you know, that flair to start actually doing something. So, so how do you encourage youth who are, you know, one step away from making it happen? Wow. I, hmm. I think that it's having, having ideas and having these sort of visions in our head is kind of a, a shared thing in the youth community it's like mm-hmm. and it's like a trait that all youths have exactly of. i totally agree with you right yeah. and it's like i think i don't know sometimes i was lucky because the visions i had were things i was genuinely passionate about it was things that i was like okay this is the thing i want to do and sometimes sometimes other youths might have ideas that like might be a good idea but it's not necessarily something they're super passionate about and it's not something that right. it's something they're still unsure of mm-hmm. so i would say honestly like the the thing i would just re- recommend people to do is like to learn more and more about yourself to figure out what you like to do until you're until you're sure that like that that whatever vision you have is what you want to do but also like to not be so afraid of the consequences or the drawbacks because we are we don't have anything tying us down right now yep we have no we have no like we have responsibilities but we don't have to pay the bills or at least a lot of us are lucky enough to not have to pay the bills and then like we have so much space to explore you know like make use of that make the most of that so Mm -hmm. that's kind of i guess i don't know I would say that's what I would tell. That's what I would usually tell my friends. It's just like to go for it. If it fails and it fails, then you'll you'll try something else. You know, but don't spend too much time worrying about it not happening. Exactly. Uh, I've heard like some of my friends say this as well. Di usia kita sekarang, you know, like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, quota fail kita masih banyak, right? We're still we don't have we don't have much responsibilities yet. We don't have you know when we're gonna be like twenties or thirties, then the responsibilities are gonna start to be there. You know, when we're not in school anymore, when we're gonna start working. So if you don't start now, kaburu waktunya abis nanti, right? So I think that's really uh, that's a that's a really important thing to note there. Yeah, and I think it applies. 
to honestly everything it's like i i it's we're too young to not live life to the fullest to its full success sure. and it yeah. applies to like whether it's you want to start a new business or you want to pursue a new skill you want to pursue a new hobby down to like relationships like exactly these are things that are you know it's like inevitable that you'll have you'll you'll experience failure in right. these things you exactly. know like it's kind of it's what happens in life it's just mm-hmm. you're 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 it's part it's of bound the to happen for sure it's bound to happen yes but the important thing is like to not look at it as failures and to look at it as like something to be embarrassed by it's like it's it's genuinely i like to think of these failures as just like a learning opportunity yeah a, for sure a lesson mm-hmm. i was talking to my friend angie uh, like literally last night and she was saying how similar to like reincarnation how like I don't know like the the belief is like you um the goal for your next life is to learn all the lessons you haven't learned on your previous life that's kind of like how i would describe this sort of like how i would describe your how i would describe my mindset and how i run my life it's like i'll do one thing and if it fails then i'll do another thing and hopefully i'll learn more than you know i, I learn i learn new lessons from compared to what I learned last time. Does that make sense? And it, and yeah, it, and definitely. It, and it applies to everything from like relationships, friendships, hobbies, like anything really, <laughs> career. Yeah, for sure. And that's like, that's how you get to know yourself better too, you know, yeah. to know what you want to do and what you're passionate for in life is to yeah. go through all those failures. And yeah. they're not really failures, they're just one step closer to getting to know who you actually are. Exactly. And, and, and as cliche as it sounds like it's true, you know, every decision in your life, there's only two things. It's either you win or you learn, right? So whenever you yeah. fail, it's actually a learning step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, Chaya, what you're doing in Bye Bye Plastic Bags, I want to know like what you're thinking about how we as a country can move forward, right? Especially mm-hmm. in terms of the sustainability thing, because I've also, you know, yeah. had conversations with my friends and also, you know, with a lot of people about this issue, because I think... Us as a country, sometimes we don't like it's it's like we don't make that a priority sometimes at times, especially like, you know, in business, there are people who when faced with the trade off of, you know, getting profit or being sustainable, they prefer to get profit. I, I think that's what makes more sense to them. But how do we as a country, especially as youths, you know, being the leaders of tomorrow, being those who will be, you know, change makers in you know five ten years or even from now how do we do this collectively as a country i think when we all have a shared collective mindset that okay like to, uh, we have to make sustainable decisions which i think a lot of youths honestly our age have already adopted at least more than the previous generations um then we wouldn't have to worry about the new businesses and the new like leaders that we're eventually going to have which is our generation right right and hopefully hopefully so right now like i guess youth organizations that's kind of what they're like some something we're they're striving for i guess it's like the collective educating like educating the collective youth so that we all have the right values and morals in terms of the decisions we're making but as for like right now for our country, like Indonesia and um, our plastic problem, 
it's actually very challenging at at this time because of the pandemic right so it's like not the the environment isn't necessarily the biggest priority like anymore because obviously we're going to have to prioritize the health of the public right mm-hmm. and making sure that this whole thing is stable is is going to be stabilized um i think the next step that our country should take at least um legally is to set more policies in other cities so you know how jakarta sekarang udah enggak ada udah enggak pakai plastik di yeah. supermarkets i think that at one point we're going to have to set that policy for the rest of indonesia and to make it stricter and stricter in terms of like now we're not only not not only policies for plastic bags but also for styrofoam and for cutleries and things like that but obviously it's a long way to go because it takes education and it takes harus ada sosialisasinya dulu lah kita nggak bisa langsung kita nggak bisa langsung um, make that drastic change apalagi masyarakat kecil kan kayak misalnya like like making that change from sustain from um, plastic to, sorry from making that change from non-biodegradable packaging to like sustainable packaging would would affect profits tapi kayak masih masih lebih mending lah for this these big companies how about like orang-orang di pasar how about people like how about farmers you know things like yep. that mm-hmm. so i think but i'm i'm pretty sure we're we're heading there yeah so so the i'm i'm just very very hopeful right now i'm i i do pray every day that um the country will head towards that direction fast because you don't have much time left yeah and yeah hopefully Let's, but as youth, and well, the, the thing we can do is just to remind what's who's closest to us, and to make the environment closest to us, the people closest to us, as sustainable as possible. That's kind of the the best thing we can do, and to also reflect on yourself and see if you're, and and see if you're, you know, contributing to this problem. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I feel like it has to go step by step. It's not yeah. going to be a process that happens overnight. But when People who actually know that it's an issue start from themselves when they act it out in their lifestyle. Then people will see, hey, uh, this guy is doing this. They're they're saving the environment. They're doing all these yeah. different things. And gue ikut deh. Kayaknya ini lumayan yeah. interesting deh. And then then we can start, you know, yeah. having that culture. And I feel it's also important that this is something that is in our education system, see, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. not only do people have to be educated about, like, obviously, you know, yang ada di buku, like the textbook things, but it's also important for us to be, you know, obviously be aware of these issues uh, as people go on. Because bakal sayang banget kalau misalnya they don't, Uh, because you know the kids today they're the future in 2030 we're going to be in a productive age and i know i this is something that i speak about in like almost like in a lot of my episodes but literacy is important for me like what i'm doing like so mungkin gua cerita dikit ya i started this digital literacy movement juga namanya gen digital and what we do is because things are you know moving very rapidly in the digital age so we teach underprivileged kids di tempat-tempat different places around Indonesia of you know how to basically use your phone wisely uh, security privacy and even like uh, basic coding so i think i'm doing my part di digital then mungkin you're also doing your part and also aziza in sustainability so i think in a nutshell it's a literacy thing we have to start young 
And we have to be aware it starts with ourselves, right? If we don't do it, then like sama aja bohong ya. Everyone will not be able to kayak rasain impact kita juga. So I think Chaya, that was really great. I think there's a lot that our audience can take away from what you're saying. Uh, Aziza, ada yang lu mau tambahin gak? Um, at the same time, like maybe this is also like pressuring for all our listeners, you know. So I just want to, I just also want to remind you, like remind everyone that's listening that. Like it, like to reflect on yourself, but don't be too hard on yourself. Yes. You know, like yes, there might be like imposter syndrome if you don't do the things that you preach, for example. But we're all human at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just to just start everyone to sort of um try their best at what they do and try to impact everyone positively and whatever. And for example, in the digital way and environmental way, but at the for same sure. time. Yeah, chill down a little bit is also yeah. good. <laughs> yes. yes, I feel like there's like the pressure. Like I feel like I see it a lot in our generation. It's like, oh, like I have to be a part of an organization. Right. Like, you exactly. know, I feel like I feel like that's a very recent thing I've noticed. It's like I need to be a part of something. Like whether it's an, a movement, an organization, an online, like an online zine or something. And really, like you don't need any of that. You know. Like being a part of something big, like being a part of of a of an organization or things like that, is just one way of yep. pursuing of nurturing what you're passionate about. You can, when in actuality, you can sort of ingrain these values in anything that you do. For sure. Like if you like like an example is like for example when you're starting a business, have those values already from the start. As in like you're sustainable or you want to be aware of the issues. Or, or of the issues around you or even back to like your day-to-day sort of the things that you do every day from not using like a not using a plastic bottle like th- like it's very very small they're the but they're very small you know those are very small things that you can do but it does make it does it does cause a bigger change you know collectively that can create a bigger change and even and even more importantly it causes a change in how you view things like it causes that mindset like it 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 builds that like mindset of okay this is actually very important it's something you know it's something important that i should act that i should you know try to avoid you know Mm -hmm. for sure and i think you know uh you know what i'm getting from what you're saying like to summarize your point A lot of people are focusing on the how, like I have to join organizations, but I think it's all about the why, right? When you have your why set, when you know the purpose, you can go with any how to focus on the why, right? To be able to solve the why. So it's not the organizations that you have to join that should be the purpose. It's the issue, like let's say sustainability. And then you can do all these different things, be it in your home, in your communities, in your organizations to be able to uh, solve that why. Chaya, thank you so much. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation and I became educated as well about sustainability and, you know, all the different things that you've done <laughs> and will continue doing, obviously, as you go on to university. Is there anything else you want to say before we uh, finish this episode? No, you summed it up so well. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I, it, the, this podcast felt, you know, like, I really like how, uh, how it was more like a discussion more than it was like a interview it was like because yeah. i i do think that um both of you have very like you like the um insights that you guys gave during this during this podcast was also very interesting i definitely learned a lot from you both too so um 
yeah, thank you for having me. And I hope the podcast runs successfully and smoothly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Like, thank you. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Kalau gitu, nama gua Isaac Winoro. I'm Aziza. I'm Chaya. This is the Footprints Podcast signing out. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.